0: Hey, I am definitely going to need this tonight. My voice is really raspy for some reason, but hey, welcome! (laughs) And now I got my my radio voice on. Really, just got done smoking about six cigars, and uh, this is what it sounds like after you do that. But uh, glad you're here tonight, and uh, we are definitely blessed to have another awesome speaker to kick things off tonight. And man. Thanks again to Craig for what he brought last week. Man, if any of you guys were here, it was, it was awesome. It was definitely worth it. And just a great reminder to stir me up and uh, the, the big question of who I am and, and what I'm about. And uh, Craig was really hitting on that, that identity piece. And we're, we're going to probably carry some of that forward into work, which is a big part of us as men. <laughs> and Doug's going to be speaking about that tonight. Um, so uh, it's it's a great reminder of of where I'm grounded uh, because if you're like me and living in a fallen world and so many things pulling on you, um, it's real easy to forget um, and it's real easy just to be floating around and 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 just completely have no no sense of an anchor point and uh, these these kind of things really help me anchor. So I hope you guys have some anticipation tonight what God has specifically for you. And uh, whether it's through the speaking time or we're going to do some just some breakout discussion time like we did last week, um, I, I come and I don't know how many times God just kind of catches me on something I wasn't expecting. But because I'm looking, um, it's, it's really good. And it's uh, something that he wants for every single one of us. I mean, he's so passionately pursuing our hearts. Um, so I hope you're coming expecting. I uh, hope you're coming with... Uh, some sense of trying to connect with some other men, don't leave here tonight. If there's something that's really just rocking your world um, and you need to meet with somebody, talk with somebody, pray with somebody, don't leave here tonight unless you've done that. Take, take the initiation, uh, connect with myself, one of the other guys here, whatever, uh, and just make sure we, we can go before our, our, our creator and, uh, and, and bring him into that. I want to read a scripture here that I came across this afternoon in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 51, verse 1, and I'm reading out of the New American. And it says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. And, uh, I guess that grabbed me because of what God was speaking last week on identity. And, I, and it also grabs me for just a very reason. I have to keep going back to who I am as God's son, as the, having the righteousness of Christ, and, and remembering that um, in the midst of just chaotic days, um, chaotic seasons. So uh, before I get dug up here, let's go ahead and pray, commit this time to God and uh, open our hearts to him. Jesus, Ah, oh, come, come, rescue our hearts once again. We open ourselves to you. We commit our, our entire mind, body, soul, our hearts to you. Lord Jesus, oh, our appetites, uh, I know you have more than enough for that, Lord. Let us throw off anything that would uh, miss it for what you have for us tonight. Uh, we bind these things, we throw them, and we cast them off in your name, Jesus. And we, we look wholeheartedly to you. Come with your, with your mighty word, with your spirit, and uh, we, we praise you. We praise you for your love for us, uh, for how you want to be involved with our lives every minute, every day. And you have purpose, you have plan for who we are as men. We give this to you, Lord, and we give you honor and praise. Amen. Um, I think most of you know Doug Weiss. I'm not going to give a lengthy introduction, but Doug's got head of a counseling ministry here in town, author of several books. He spoke here a month and a half or so ago on marriage, which just uh, was incredible encouragement for me. So please welcome Doug.
1: All right. Well, I love being in my own church. No planes, no trains, or automobiles. It's awesome. And um, I'm excited to share what God has done with me. An interesting verse you talk about, because the rest of that verse were, uh, talks about, look at the rock in which you've been hewn. It says that I blessed him, and I multiplied him. And when you get that vision, that you are blessed, and when you get that vision, you are multiplied. And it's just an awesome thing. But not here to talk about that. So, uh, God is good, amen? He's awesome, he's incredible, he's amazing, and he's so in love with men. He made us first, you know that, right? Okay, alright. So just, you know, this isn't on tape and it's not, my, it's not, it's not being cast anywhere. Right? I can say stuff like that. Okay, good. So I don't, want, I don't want to get any emails of that. But So I want to talk tonight, and I'll have the application to work, but really what I felt God wanted me to say tonight, and God wanted me to talk about, is that you are awesome. Somebody say amen in the house. I said, you are Awesome. I said, you are awesome. You stop God's heart just to look at you. And I know you may be like, well, I don't look like much. Doesn't matter, you look like him. Just like your son. There's times when you just look at him and go, wow. Don't you? Amen. Especially if he looks like you, right? Wow. <laughs> I used to look like that. <laughs> right? but I really want to encourage you because so many times men come to church and what we hear is, you're not doing enough. You're not doing good enough. You've got to try harder. You've got to try this principle. Right? And I do that sometimes. Sometimes God tells me do. Hey, straight up, let's do this. Get it done. I get that. But there is a time when that's not what we need. There's a time when the Father doesn't want you to do more. There's a time when he just wants you to feast at his table and just hang out. Amen? I mean, I love that my son helps me around the house, or we get projects done, and stuff like that. But really, I just like hanging out and having pizza with him. I like him telling him about his, you know, really uneventful days. Okay? And it's fun. And for me, those are sweet times. Okay? And tonight I wanted to share with you. Um, in Genesis 2.5, it says this. And, and the lighting's really interesting right here. So I have to kind of do this, okay? Uh, uh, this part's not really relevant. And no shrub, of the, no, no shrub of the field had yet appeared on earth, and no plant on the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. Now let me tell you that there's a principle throughout Scripture that I want to share with you. That when there's a problem on earth, the solution is a man. When there's a problem on earth, the solution is a man. Y'all getting this? Because it gets really, really fun as we walk through this principle. See, God made a garden, but he didn't have anyone take care of it. So there was a problem on earth, so he made man. And I don't know if you ever thought about the creation, but the creation, God spoke this, spoke this, spoke this, spoke this, spoke this, this, right? And then when it came to man, he made man. And he made him outside of the garden because he had to bring him into the garden. He took time to architect your particular nose and your particular eyes and your particular head, whether it's balding or not balding. He made you. Isn't that fun? How many of you go, ah, made by God? It should say right here, made by God. That should be really we oh, should make some genes with that. Made by God. Be, we need to do that. Okay, it's just fun. Anyway, so but this principle goes throughout the whole body of Scripture. Let me just walk through it in large genre, a large picture with you. The world was in sin. It was sinning against God. And God was getting so fed up with the world, he's like, I am going to wipe this thing out. I'm not sure this was the best idea I had, this mankind thing. And then God picked Noah to be the solution. I'm not going to wipe them all out. I'm going to save that guy. His family's okay. And I'm gonna, he's going to build a boat. And we're going to start all over. You see what I'm saying? The world had a problem. It was called sin, and God chose Noah. Let's continue. Uh, There was a pending drought that was going to impact the entire region of the most powerful part of the world at that point, the Middle East. Right? So what did God do? He sent Joseph. He sent a man. A man who had to go through trials. A man who had to go through expanding his administrative abilities. That's all Joseph's story was about was expansion. Managing his brother's managing Potiphar's house. After Potiphar's house was too small for him, his abilities were were greater than that. That's one thing about being a man. When greatness is in you, you will always have a little level of frustration. (laughs) Because your DNA was given to you at birth and won't manifest until near death. You won't become all that you are until you breathe your last breath. So there will always be some little... How many of you know what I'm talking about? Some little, I don't think I'm making... I'm not just... uh, my wife calls it crazy. I call it masculinity. Do you know what I'm saying? So but, so God sent uh, Joseph. Israel was enslaved because of that drought, actually. was enslaved. Then what did God do? He sent a man. Are you seeing this? Every time there's a problem on planet Earth, God sends a man. Okay? This, we all know this one. The world was entrapped by the devil and sin. So what did God do? He didn't open up the heavens. He sent a baby. A man baby. His name was Jesus. Amen? So the world still continues to have sin. Amen? (laughs) We all know that because we sometimes participate. Amen? Okay? We're sinners saved by the amazing grace of God. Amen? But yet, there are all kinds of problems on planet Earth. Some of them are plumbing. Some of them are electrical. Some of them are engineering. Some of them are sales. Some of them are computers. Some of those are cars. Some of them are philosophical, academic. God help us. They're all over the place, these problems. So what does God do? He sent you. You're the solution for a problem that's on Earth. That is why you were made. Everyone say, I am a solution. Nice solution. Now, I know the world tells you you're a problem. I know sometimes your wife tells you you're a problem. Sometimes your dog tells you you're a problem. Yes. But you're a solution. And so is your wife, by the way. Because there was a problem on earth, man was alone. So God sent a woman as a solution. Amen. See, when there's a problem, God sends a person to be the solution. Amen? You are not part of the problem on planet Earth. You are the only part of the solution that exists on planet Earth. See, the kingdom of God is the only thing that keeps God from totally wiping out this thing. Amen? Are you getting this? Because I want you to understand that tonight, I don't don't care what you went through this week. You're still the solution. I don't care if your boss didn't like you, your mommy didn't like you, you know, somebody didn't say something nice to you. You're still the salt, the light, the power, the manifestness of the holiness of God. You are His presence where you are, holiness is because of where you are. Are you getting this? That you are the special privileged sons of the Almighty God. You are the ones with crowns and swords. You're the ones with the words of life, of prophecy, of knowledge, and the fear of God. You're the ones who can heal the problems on planet Earth. And you're the only sons of God who can. Are you getting this? How many of you know you're awesome tonight? Say you're awesome. I'm awesome. See, you got to get that in your spirit. Listen, I was conceived in adultery. I was abandoned. I was put in foster homes. I was sexually abused. I was addicted to alcohol, drugs, and sex. I had everything tell me I was worthless until I met him. And I had to have a conversation with him. We had a serious conversation. He asked me a question Who are you going to believe? What they said about you or what I say about you? I wasn't even saved a month. And I had to make a major decision. And from that month to this month, I believe what he says about me. Even when I don't agree with him. Because what I've learned is he's always right. <laughs> so if he says I'm awesome, I'm awesome whether I feel it or not. You get that? And I'm not awesome because of what I've done. I'm awesome because of what he has done. And because what he has done for me says something about me. Amen? Amen? Because there's a lot of humanity going to hell. Nobody in this room, I hope. If you would have met Jesus tonight, ask Him to become your Lord. That is the best decision you'll ever make. Okay? Okay, so I got it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... <laughs> Alright, so, what I want you to do... I want to I talk about this for a minute. Because we only got a couple minutes left. But I, I, I really want you to know that you are amazing at something. Not only are you amazing, you're amazing at something. You have a gift that I, I don't have. Actually, you have lots of gifts I don't have. Because I, I only have so many. Right? You only have so many. That's why we need each other, which is really cool. I mean, you do not want to call me if you've got a car problem. I'll just watch. You know, I'll help you call somebody else. That's my gift to you. Network. That's it. That's all I can do for you. Okay? But, so, but you have a gift that really needs to be actualized. And maybe it's in your work. There is a gift you have in your hand. Moses had to rock. Okay, And that needs to be applied. It needs to be applied with integrity and hard work and all that kind of stuff. You all know that. okay? But you also have a ministry gift. You have ministry gifts. You have prophecy. You have knowledge. You have words of wisdom. You have every gift in the Spirit you have. But there are some that you operate in that they're so easy for you to operate in. And when you're operating in them, you don't even know it. Some of you have a gift of just being good friends. Some of you have a gift of humor. Okay? We we have a gift in the body that we should be actualizing. Okay, and hopefully you, you are at that. Some of your gifts are at home and doing that kind of thing. Now, because of the shortness of time, I really want to take a moment and just want you to close your eyes. I want you to just, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, and then you're gonna have some questions you guys can, we can chat about later. But I want you to ask yourself this question or answer this question. What if you believed Totally believed you were absolutely amazing. How would you be different if you believed that? How would you be different at work? How would you be different at home? How would you be different at church if you absolutely believed that? Just take a few seconds and think. See yourself. How would that be? Okay, let's keep continuing. What if you believed... Keep your eyes closed. I want you to be alone. I want you to hear. What if you believed that God thought you were absolutely amazing? What if you believed it at a cellular level, at a very deep level, that your God was amazed by you and thought you were amazing? How would you be different? would you behave different? How would you be different at home, at work, church? How would you be if you knew that you knew that you knew God was more than pleased with you? Another question for the married guys. What if you believed your spouse was 100% amazing and 100% on your side? That she was your absolute cheerleader. How would you be different towards her? How would you be different in your marriage? How would you be different? Not do different. Not a technique different. How would you be different? Would you be more relaxed? Would you be more patient, more kind, more generous, more thoughtful? Okay. How many of you had some thoughts? Nobody? Nobody thought? Okay, good. And we're able to be, just be there for a moment and be different. Yes? Because that is the truth. Now, we've only got a few minutes, but I want to share with you something I've learned about the Lord. Something I've learned about Him is that He loves to be believed. If you believe on the name of, Right? And if you believe that I am, see, God loves to be believed. He always loved to be believed. He always love. He like, you know, our, our Father's a person. He's not in it, okay? He's not. He's not, and it's just a list of instruction. He is a being. He's also a masculine being. At least that's the way he manifests, okay? And so he has a personality. There's some things that your dad likes, right? Your physical dad. Maybe he likes, you know, a little certain candy or certain coffee or maybe he likes to, you know, do something with a piece of wood, or whatever. Our Father, he likes to be believed. He dislikes that. Remember the story of the centurion? <laughs> like, here's this army guy who, like, just gets it. <laughs> and Jesus goes, guys, you have to pay, look at this guy right here. No one in Israel gets it like this guy because he just flat believes me. If you just flat believe me the kingdom of God would be on earth as it is in heaven amen Amen. so what I want to encourage you um, is to believe believe that you're amazing believe that your God thinks you're amazing believe your wife is amazing believe your kids are amazing see I believe that you're awesome that's why I'm here I believe that. New Life for Men are awesome. Here you are on Wednesday night. You could be watching some ridiculous television program, polluting your mind with, you know, breast and butts. But you're here. Wanting to know God just a little bit more. That makes you amazing. Amen? Now this will get deep in your spirit. See, my kids grew up with this. They've been told they were amazing. From just little, 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 little tweaks. Okay? And they actually performed on the stage and, a couple thousand kids got saved several Easter's ago. Okay? And my daughter now, she's in ORU, she's home this weekend. And about a year and a half ago, she was about 16, 16 and a half, teenager. And she was doing something in the kitchen. I just looked there and said, You are amazing. And she goes, I am amazing. She believes. Now, if she believes she will behave differently than if she thought she was worthless or untrustworthy or or ugly. You see what I'm saying? What you believe affects how you behave. And all I'm asking tonight is I just want to close your eyes for a minute, and then you guys can we can break up and you can do what you want to do as far as the groups, okay? Just close your eyes for a minute. How many of you tonight? Simple question, no altar call. Not going to slap you with oil, okay? How many of you tonight were encouraged to just believe? Just raise your hand. Lord God, these are your favorite sons. And I pray that you bless them with revelation of who they are and how much of the solution they are in this very short time period you've given them to have life, and what they need to be about. Be about. And in that being, you'll produce fruit. And you will bless them and you will multiply them. In the name of our God. Amen. All right, let you have it. Is that fun? Amen.
0: Yeah, I think Doug was just moving in some prophetic for me there. Um, Just last night, my wife whispers to me, I think you're amazing. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And she knew that was just kind of a half catch, half receive. And then she says it again, Craig, I think you're amazing, man. And I think it's so much the, the, the foundation, I think one of the things Doug was after here, is when we believe those things, the foundation I have in my marriage, there's there's little to no insecurity of where I'm at with my wife because I know she believes in me. Now, the other two areas I can continue to grow in because, wow, God thinking I'm amazing, you know, what would that be like? Um, yeah, I, wow, there's some, a vast um, adventure yet for me to discover on that one. But, man, thank you, Doug, for, for that, that question. That, was, that one hit home for me. So uh, say so we're going to continue this. Uh, just uh, as, as some great encouragement and ministry and truth came your way, stirs you up, let's, uh, let's take some time here and, and dive in with some other men on this. And let's go some good directions here. Let's, let's show some courage, some transparency of, of who we are and what we're about in our life. Um, so we're just going to break up into some groups around tables here in the back. Craig is going to be leading the group. Craig uh, spoke with us last week, and he's... Um, going to be leading that group again. If you were in it last week, feel free to jump in or, or want to jump in anew and afresh. He's going to be leading a group as well as so we've got some, uh, some questions floating around. if you want some things to get going for the groups. I've got a few more printed out here for there's just some three questions, but uh, we don't have to go at that. This isn't scripted. Um, I believe there's enough here to dive into some great conversation for the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour easily. So, uh, hey, need prayer again, uh, Tim, raise your hand, Jason, raise your hand, um, anybody else here uh, just needing prayer, Doug, uh, myself, um, don't hesitate, look for these guys, seek them out. If, you're, if your world's getting really rocked right now, this is a good, good place to start getting it on that solid foundation again. So, uh, so let's just go ahead and break up in groups and uh, dive in some deeper discussion here.